There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome everybody to Oh Sopranos Podcast. As always, my name is Joe Spellman and this is Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, it's just me and Mitch today, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I want to I want to talk about my favorite show, Supreme. Okay, guys, guys, okay, guys. Okay, we're okay. We're losing oh. our audience. Our very conservative audience. Sorry. Oh, my assistant, <sighs> my aide says I gotta go do this vote on the floor. Not I mean, actually, so fast. I feel like that's a pretty respectful uh, imitation of him. Not so fast. I gotta <laughs> talk about Army One, my favorite episode, because <laughs> I like to see people die. <laughs> Um, yeah, I hate this, the Italians. Uh, we're talking Army in One. <laughs> uh, three finale. Three. Guys, we're doing this at uh, we're doing this early, yeah. so you know we that's, still uh, waking up. You know. Yeah, it's twelve thirty-seven yeah. on the yeah, West you Coast. Know. So. You know, LA time. Yeah. You know, that's like eight thirty. Still getting the cobwebs out. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this is the season three finale, you guys. Guys, we made mm. another season. We made about it. That. How oh about my it? God, I can't believe it. It only took us like a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, a year and a half. Yeah. Not a year and a half. We're, That's we're, fine. we're exactly on the same trajectory as Talking Sopranos, which is no. really smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we knew that they were going to come out with it and we were going to link up. We knew. I mean, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, by the but time they finish their ep- they definitely by, by the time they finish their four hour episodes, we're starting. <laughs> that episode so it's like we kind of yeah. overlap a little bit you know you got us and then you got this pygmy shit over there <laughs> did you you listen to the whole episode right of of with david chase david chase yes was it three hours or whatever did you yeah do? but they like they talked like afterwards like he he was on for like an hour and a half yeah they usually have like uh, somebody okay. on for like an hour right. hour and a half and then they and then they do an episode also, also their so. ad reads are fucking 50 minutes long like <laughs> <laughs> You don't get that like, shit over here. Yeah, yeah. It seems like their podcast is just for people who do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> who do Sopranos, Sopranos podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Lay the you know Bon Jolton ain't gonna be ain't gonna be like uh ain't gonna be listening to that for three hours, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, My guy? yeah, yeah. Good um very uh very apropos uh Bon Jolton, that's his name, right? Um yeah. one of our uh listeners um like the scene where uh the army guy mm. corrects AJ because he says like yeah because what <clears throat> he was like uh AJ says something like it's like this and he's like like, like this, this or, or is it, is it yeah, oh. Right. oh oh I get it yeah because we got a complaint that we say like too much which fair yeah um, which, yeah yeah, I edit absolutely. the episodes, and we do it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> we will try to be well. Of that. You know, we're trying. Yeah, we're gonna get like a drill sergeant on our ass. Yeah. Oh, good, um, good uh, episode idea. Actually, let's get. If any of you hey, know uh, a drill sergeant, <laughs> have them we'll email get Mitch us. Mitch McConnell and a drill sergeant for one episode. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, drill me, drill me, sergeant. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into the episode here. Uh, this is obviously written by. I think. I think. Chase, Chase and uh, usually writes the season finales yeah, yeah. either alone or with somebody, but this was him and Lawrence Connor. Yeah, he needed but... help this time, fucking hack. <laughs> well, I actually think Lawrence Connor um, helped him write Many Saints. So maybe this is uh, mm. a little uh, indicative right, of the, the style and the, the tone that we'll get and whatever, although it just seems quintessential Sopranos. So that's yeah. that's probably good directed by the great john patterson originally mm-hmm. aired may 20th 2001 which i'll point out was before 9-11 i guess which um, really sticks out in this military episode military does nothing yeah. we don't fight any wars yeah. anymore <laughs> it's, it's army highly goes to war anymore yeah oh boy e, a few months later um well, but yeah this this is the episode where aj finally gets expelled from verbum day mm-hmm. uh we we say goodbye to Jackie Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, is this too soon? Let me ask. You know how people like won't shut the fuck up about Die Hard being a Christmas movie? Yeah. Is this a veto app? In the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? <laughs> uh, it's the most. I guess it's the most veto app that we've seen. There's a lot yeah. of veto, and he has I'll a say. huge part in you know the the climax kind of of the episode yeah no i I think i think um that's what his character that's one of the calling cards of his character if you're if you talk to a casual sopranos fan i mean obviously ultimately becomes his storyline about how he how he's a closeted homosexual but before that he was the guy who shot jackie jr um before that he was uh he was gino uh trying to cut in line at the bakery uh (laughs) and he built it build beans the ramp and build, build beans the ramp yeah um, but yeah, this is yeah. In the same sense that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, this is a great veto episode, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so let's let's start from the top. Obviously, we got AJ and his friend. Who is that? Is that Egon Cosmo or whoever yeah. the fuck yeah. they keep referencing? That's Egon. Because remember, he comes. Uh, the great scene of them like chilling, like sharing the snapple, him and his friends, and he mm-hmm, comes mm-hmm. like his mom drops him off with the um, football jersey on. And he's like, That's oh, right, Egon. Yeah. His name is yeah. Egon Cosby. Cosby? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was like Cosmo. What? I, I don't know. Cosmo, Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo. Something like that. Egon. We, why do we have a Hunter Skangarilla watch and not an Egon watch? Come <laughs> That's on, true. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the Egon watch for the rest of the series. <laughs> oh, shit. Never. Oh, never seen him again. Or see, yeah. see him again. Um, 
but yeah, their, their big plan is to steal some test answers. Um, and they end up, uh, taking, taking a whiz down in the basement or whatever, waiting for the janitors to leave, uh, which is never good. Never leave your whiz at the scene of the crime. They teach you day one in crime class. Um, this was this was like yeah. pre CSI explosion. I feel like you know. So. I mean, how many crimes would you guys have been uh, fingered for if they oh, were they following the your pee? your pee? Oh, yeah. Too many. Oh man, yo, I ah oh, man, I have a fucking story. I, know, I knew oh, spells man. would have like a, a pee story. I feel like I've never told this story, but I was like drunk in college, and like some guy, <laughs> like the people below us were like were like annoying, and I went to go like um piss on the door uh-huh. i swear to god i'm not proud of this fucking story <laughs> and like and like immediate i don't even know if i got any pee out because immediately like the girl's boyfriend just like opened the door and was like what the fuck bro <laughs> what the fuck he like all he he t- it took every ounce of his strength to not beat the shit out of me i'm surprised he didn't yeah you had, your, you had your dick out ready to pee i that's, definitely that's did at yeah. your most vulnerable i feel like yeah, this is the, this is the, the last stupid shit in college. This is the benefit to like looking like you can't fight is that people just like don't take the time to try to beat your ass. Like I have definitely benefited, <laughs> definitely benefited from that uh, over my lifetime. <laughs> I think we all went with that strategy. That was yeah, a conscious yeah. decision. I'm we not were. gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna question that. It's definitely yeah. true. Yeah, um, so I've gotten a lot. Like, at, like, yeah. do I want to fucking punch this guy? Not worth it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so yeah. <clears throat> then we I look like I could sue you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, okay, guys, enough about Wizen. Um, cause we got, <laughs> cause we got a lot to cover here. We got, uh, yeah, we got, so I mean, I was looking for it, but I felt like on this watch, which is God knows how many watches it was for me. Like I really, really picked up on, cause it was a little heavy handed at times, the, the, the juxtaposition, but. Well, between between AJ and Jackie, sure. Sort of what they did with Meadow in uh, university with her and mm-hmm. uh, the stripper Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of like smash cuts and, and transitions that sort of like linked AJ and Jackie, mm-hmm. and that that to me sort of like was the point of the episode because obviously like I don't know how do you, how did how did do you guys remember watching this for the first time? Did, yeah. did you feel fulfilled uh, with it as a season finale at, at the time? No. I didn't need I, I didn't yeah, feel that way either. I, I think I, I, I agree. Was, I like it more on rewatches. Well, it's it was tough because it was coming off of uh Pine Barrens and Amor Fu. Right. Uh, and, and also and the sub- and the and the Jackie murder happens and there's like a whole episode up, you know, like right. Right. And also Jackie wasn't a character that people really were fucking rooting for or right, like right, right. cared about. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. Right. But but yeah. AJ certainly is, and I think that's why they tried to like link that so heavily, you know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I, I definitely remember watching it live hmm. and being like like him singing at the end and being like, That's fucking it. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember right. too because I because I would I would like have to defend I, I was a junior in high school but everybody would talk about it on Monday, and right. people would be like that sucked and I'd be like no it was great just because <laughs> I couldn't admit to myself uh, also the little the, and the, the, and because also like this was like you know this was the third season this is where like I think most people just like started yeah right um, yeah because like you know it got it got enough like publicity that like everybody's like okay we have to watch this shit. And then for it to end like that, people, I think a lot of people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, like the intersplicing of the other languages being sung always bothered me. It's very, so jarring strange. and cheesy and weird. Yeah. 
It's like so. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand. It. Um. So so on that, I actually yeah. <clears throat> did a little research, and <clears throat> sorry, David Chase did comment on that, and it's not what you think. I mean, what would you even guess that that was? Like, I, I thought, I mean, I don't know. I never even attempted to make a theory about why it switched to different languages and this and that. I thought, I, I in my head, I had justified Uncle Junior singing about an ungrateful heart. Ungrateful heart. And then heart. we sort of like go and reflect on how each of these characters who is like so affected by his singing that we see, uh, how they have been like ungrateful this season and god knows all these people are very ungrateful for like the lives that they live and the fact that they're still alive in the business they're in (laughs) i guess subconsciously uh, i always assumed that those were people singing ungrateful heart in other languages they're similarly themed songs but they're not ungrateful they're not the words ungrateful heart but this is what this is what chase had to say in an interview and it's funny because i I was watching it with the like captions on because I like forgot to turn them off or whatever. And it, I think it says like, it just says like Mandarin singing. So <laughs> yeah. you would assume that it is that song in just different. Language. It's French, right, anyway. Mandarin, and and like the Spanish maybe. I don't know, but it. But yeah. Okay. This is well. Why? So what this is, it, this is what, what he says. Significance. That singing thing is about how all over the world people engage in pure sentimentality. Everyone loves a good cry, and I don't mean to denigrate funerals or death. It also has something to do with entertainment, filmed entertainment. Music can be used so manipulatively. And Junior, who is the most selfish character in the cast, is pouring his heart out. Didn't mean a thing, just to wallow in the moment. Pop Mm. music is so abused and overused, manipulated and employed in the service of the devil. It was to give the audience a laugh about how they are being manipulated every day. So essentially- I mean, first of all, like there's no yeah yeah major success because everybody understood that like yeah got it got it david yeah (laughs) i mean chase uh sounds like he's saving his ass because everybody was like yo seriously fucking johnny sack is crying right now like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i get it i think i think that is sort of a theme in in the show that people are people are easily manipulated and sure um and especially by culture and and pop culture for sure um, but it is funny because, like, a, a, like a, you know, whatever, an hour before, all Junior cares about is that he's out and he's like, oh, the fucking gravy's good tonight. You know, like, yeah, exactly. He doesn't go fuck mean, that someone yeah. died. Like, let's let's look at the scenario. Like, <clears throat> see, my like the high school me was trying to like, oh, ungrateful heart. They're all ungrateful characters. Like, right, right. That's so brilliant. But but like, let's look at that moment. Like, those tears are fucking crocodile tears. They're all mm-hmm. there at that funeral because of their business and actions that they took or didn't take and these people like mourning the death of jackie jr mourning in quotation marks like also they're all they're they're all there this is such bullshit they're all there with the food and the drinking and all and the open bar but they weren't there at the fucking uh yeah exactly like (laughs) there's nobody there you know uh, (laughs) it's uh, fucking super bowl playoffs yeah or super bowl um but yeah it just seems like okay that's that's fine david chase but why why in the final moments of season three did you want to make that point which which is a point he's made before and probably more effectively elsewhere so i don't know um but but yeah not to i mean we skipped ahead to the to the fucking ending wow (laughs) but but i mean yeah other shit this episode it's really about like uh i i still think but you know maybe short of like when he tries to kill himself i i think it's robert eiler's best acting that 
the scene where he comes down in the military uniform is is always like I when I think of him, I think of that scene. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah. He 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 nails it. Um, and the directing in that episode, uh, in that scene is 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 great as well with like the Dutch angles and then him ultimately passing out. Yeah. And Carm and Tony, who were just so angry with him, my son, are just like pleading with him, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and that's that's what it, he's having. He's having just like the greatest fit of like a fucking 16 year old or like, you know, would have, I guess he's a little younger, but like, just like you're, you're like, you know, old enough to not cry about this shit, but you're like, I fucking don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like the, yeah. Yeah. He thinks his life is fucking over. Exactly. You know? exactly. Like, well, it's just what's, a great what's missing? fit for like a 13 year old who like feels like their life is over. Yeah. yeah what's 16, missing? Whatever the television she is. <laughs> He's gonna have yeah. to get up at five thirty in the morning, and he can't watch TV. Television. Oh no! Tell the core, the core, the core, the yep. core. Uh, Tobin Bell from, you mind from if the I Saw. Smoke a series? <laughs> yeah, from Saw. Yeah, Bell. that was that was the little bit of irony there with you know after he's like, yeah. you know, outlining such about discipline to AJ. Um, right. In the very yeah, next yeah. scene, he's like, "Mind if I smoke a cigarette right now? Because I can't wait. Uh, mind if I roll a blunt? <laughs> mind if I smoke right, a fat, exactly. fat blunt?" Yeah. Starts uh, shooting heroin in front of Tony and Carm. Um, uh, yeah, that whole stuff. I mean, it all just comes down to this season. And I think we've said it before. And I think this, this uh, at some point came directly from Chase. The first season is about Tony as a son. The second season is about Tony as a brother to Janice and, and sort of to Pussy. And the third season is about Tony as a father. Mm-hmm. And, the, and both Meadow and AJ sort of uh, had their own real arcs and storylines in this season where they, they sort of like were background players by and large uh, earlier than this, you know? Yeah. But, um, and that's, and that's the kind of, that's why this was an appropriate like button on the end of the season was because it was all about Tony as a dad and how he fucked over his kids. And, you know, Jackie jr. Was not his kid, but sort of like is a stand in for one. And that's the path that he is afraid AJ is going to go down, right? Right. So that's that's why I don't know. I think uh, you know weird languages uh, singing aside. I, I feel like this episode itself is is a pretty appropriate. Yeah, end it's effective. To the season. It's, yeah, it's effective for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're also setting up stuff for for next season, right? They're we got the um, we got Polly and uh, Johnny Sack. Mm-hmm uh scene where uh oh oh yeah that, i love that uh sit down with um ralphie silvio tony and, and paulie oh, the one where that's the one where furio falls yeah that's one of my favorite uh <laughs> lines in the whole episode is i can't believe this and uh ralphie says why not <laughs> last week you believe flying saucer was over east rutherford <laughs> great ralphie <laughs> shithead like the whole episode is a lot of yeah. good Ralphie shithead talk. Apparently, there was there were like <clears throat> UFO sightings in in Jersey around that time. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not lying. All this stuff, even like the Black Bear in season five, like those were all like ripped directly from headlines, like in the Star yeah. Ledger. Yeah. Like there were black bears appearing in like North Jersey and shit. They used all that stuff. That's that's oh, what was so great. Oh, black bears but, appearing in North Jersey will more believable than uh, UFO sightings. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're not reporting that. Th- they were just reporting that people are reporting they 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 saw them, but right. <laughs> not like fucking aliens are real. 
Um, and yeah, and and so that sort of plants the seed that sit down because it doesn't go Paulie's way, right? He he right. leaves like tens of thousands of dollars on the table because uh, Tony. I mean, what do you guys think? Did Tony rule correctly in there? The the issue was like some safes being cracked, and Paulie's guy had gotten Ralphie's guy the codes. I, I this is like this is what I think about that scene. Tony should have given him more. And part of the reason why he doesn't is the bringing up of Greengrove. He gets fucking annoyed about the Greengrove right. talk. And, right. and he rules against Polly because he's right. like, Polly, Polly thinks he's like buttering him up. He's like, right. Hey, I took your suggestion. I'm, uh, I'm putting my mom in Greengrove. No, yeah. you don't want to say those words to Tony when he's about to but, like rule and, him and something. It's a combination of that. And uh, Ralphie just gave him a fucking sack of cash. <laughs> Yeah, three hundred thousand dollars. So right. he's like, oh, right. "Shut the fuck up, Paulie!" Like, I, you know, right. I'm. Like, yep. Fuck you, Paulie. He could have. He probably could have thrown Paulie something a little more. Um, and just in the interest of this is what ends up like being becoming a problem, right? Right. Paulie's like disloyalty is planted here, and that's why they have mm-hmm. that scene of Paulie talking to Johnny Sack, and Johnny's like, you know, Carmine asks about you, and then next season that the whole thing with like the joke getting back to Johnny Sack and Ralph almost getting killed and them yep. almost having to take out Johnny. So like Tony could have avoided a lot of trouble if he if he was just like twenty k, you know, or right. if, you know, fifteen yeah. even. Right. So that in that sense, I mean, there's no way you could have known, but you want to keep your people happy, especially one of your closest long-standing guys, you know. Right. So. Um. Yeah. What else is up, guys? We got. Uh, I mean, how do you? Um, how did you? How did you like how they played out the whole Jackie Junior stuff? Like him in the projects with uh, with Omar Fu. With uh, Omar. Omar. Omar Fu coming. coming. <laughs> um, I thought it was you know pretty quick. I guess. It's, I mean, yeah, it was they, quick. They just sort of. <laughs> they they you know they already know where he is. Yeah. You know there wasn't like he isn't fooling anyone. Yeah. Um. Bevel yeah, Aqua they, got like so, so much more of a memorable killing than Jack. Send off, yeah. 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 Right, they had to find right. him. They, 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 they really had to find him. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. It was to how dumb Jackie is. Yeah. Right. I think it was intentionally anticlimactic. Right. Uh huh. I think. And he almost drowned I mean, in in three inches of water once. <laughs> The penguin, the penguin exhibit. exhibit. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. Actually, I was like, oh, I just tidbit. thinking about that. Like, oh man, we could, you know, oh, he he fell into the penguin exhibit. Thank God he was okay. I jumped in and got him. I had to punch a fucking penguin. <laughs> Think about that story Jackie, when they come back from the Jackie show. Senior had all those penguins whacked. Jackie, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, you talk to that zookeeper. You tell him to put the poison in the pool. <laughs> That's a headline from Star Ledger. Penguins poisoned. Oh, he should break the penguins' kneecaps because you're jumping into the fucking exhibit. <laughs> penguins even have fucking Mob kneecaps. Pen- I don't know. Twenty penguins killed <laughs> at Newark Zoo. I don't even know what zoos in New Jersey. I don't know either. Um, other stuff they they set up for next season um danielle uh danielle yeah danielle who originally played by uh faruza balk really? you guys remember that oh, did you guys watch right. live so that's they, it was right originally a different actress yes yeah 
Oh, um, right. When it aired, it was uh, she right. was in like the Water Boy. Yeah, yeah. For the these, these are the references the craft, I know because around the this time, this is the, the craft is the big one. Yeah, she was in. I mean, uh, I always thought she was so sexy. Return to Oz, wild, great. crazy Oz fans when you were a kid. She's great actress. In, uh, isn't isn't she in uh, Almost Famous? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. She's like in the Entourage. But yeah. the funny thing is, so they they obviously replaced her between seasons, and then they went as far to as to go back and reshoot, reshoot with a new actress for uh, Agent Cicerone, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, but Chase has never like it's the one thing he won't say is why like what happened there, like so weird, hey, ske- scheduling. <laughs> then he he could probably just say scheduling, but he doesn't say he won't say. So there's some something happened. Yeah, something happened. Yeah. Um, God, heads. God knows what happened. Uh, yeah. Weird to think bet, about. Her I bet Tony Sirico had something to do with it. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, for uh, a book. Oh, fuck her. <laughs> First off, not Italian. Huh? <laughs> I hated the fucking craft. Um. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what? So the girls are like witch girls. <laughs> Um. Uh, I'm talking about something completely different, but um, yeah, go for it. Uh, I I like the uh, uh, the guard like the scene. Um, they're at the like rest stop in the Garden State. I oh, thought yeah, that was cool. Donuts. It yeah. looked like a was, oh the Dunkin' Donuts. It looked yeah. like a that was real. It just looked like a, a like rest stop. Yeah, it just looked like a rest stop. Like no one is right, right now. Yeah. That's like, when um yeah, that, probably, the tables probably outside are empty. Roy Rogers. There it's too. cold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Hell yeah. Um, it definitely was. Yeah, shot at it because you can see the highway in the background. Yeah. Like I thought that was like a nice uh setting. And that's where uh for for, for a meeting. Ralphie has Vito fake call him and pretend to be Tony. Yeah. 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 Vito's like, I think I see a rabbit, maybe a squirrel. Possum. <laughs> Great Vito app, guys. It's a Vito um, app. I'm telling. It's a Vito. <laughs> Uh, AJ being so stupid with the DNA test. I love how Meadows just like moron. <laughs> they cannot yeah. test your DNA from your pee that quickly. He's I like, mean, Fuck. they really like their dynamic could not be more like me uh, and my sister. It's, like, they get I, it so I right, always, and people complain about so those right. characters. Oh, yeah. I did the actors. dumbest shit, and my sister would always be like, "Oh my god, you are so fucking stupid! <laughs> how did you get caught again for doing that?" I mean, I just like notoriously right. got caught for everything. By peeing everywhere. Yeah, yeah, by peeing everywhere. Um, but yeah, and then the other uh, stuff we didn't talk about. Um, Meadow, I love um, Meadow talking to Jackie's uh, sister, and them like sort of having she's good actors. Because it starts out like, yeah, oh, she's she's good. She is yeah, good. You know who um, she almost looks like, and I, I was like, it's not her, but um, what's her name? Christine Malati. Oh she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny, she's Johnny, but she's Johnny Sack's daughter in later in later seasons. Right. Right, um, but I think she's a really beautiful, great actress, and she's from Jersey. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. yeah, she was in Palm Springs. Yes, the movie yeah. with Andy Samberg. Yeah. She's the woman. She's the mother in How I Met Your Mom. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like I love the turn of because Meadow originally is like having that with Carmela and uh, about how the way Jackie died, and she's just like you know, look at everyone we know, you know. She's she's sort of making the argument that Jackie's sister eventually makes after the wake when they're at the house. By the way, she pours like a pint of yeah, vodka. Yeah, yeah. Like holy shit! I think I probably would have been like, 
Uh, okay, on this take, just you you wouldn't fill the whole glass. Full <laughs> splash. Full splash. Like she she would have like fallen asleep in the car with Carmela on the way to. Yeah, Vesuvia. I mean she's like, supposed to be drunk later, but yeah, yeah. Like come on, a lot. Um, but yeah, ultimately, she, yeah, they ask her. They're like, uh, "What are you drinking?" Like when she's Cosmo. at the at our, um at Vesuvia, right, like. Yeah. Yeah, Cosmo, like, hey, Cosmo. It's named sure? after Egon. <laughs> Egon Cosmo's drink. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, ultimately, like when when I guess their cousin who is not does not have ties, familial ties within yeah, the mob like, or whatever. She was, she's a cousin. Like she would know. Like yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it does. I I like that she sort of is, is like sort of. Uh, she tur- she she turns she makes that turn where she's she's yeah. like forced to defend after she had just been like okay I know what's really up here right, right. Uh, you know because she what feels for- like an outsider's there and, yeah, and no, that shows sure. like how she is sort of you know with her loyalty to the family and everything she is sort of like Tony and Tony says like in a session with Melfi in this episode like you know as long as she gets as far away from me as possible, you know, that's, that's what he wants for her. And I don't think he means like geographically. I think he means like, he doesn't want her to be like him whatsoever. Right. But meanwhile, right. like she's asked to kind of, you know, make sure outsiders are <laughs> not privy to what the fuck is going on with their family and, and, and everything else, you know? So. Yeah. It's like, uh, don't reveal the magic trick. Yeah. You know, only, only magicians can know how to do uh, the illusion, you know? Right. Come on. Yeah, you're so right, man. It's, it's like, um, you know, like like magic. Yeah. You do birthday parties, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the other thing they set up briefly uh, for the next season is uh, Janice flirting with Ralphie. Yeah. And Janice has, hasn't really been uh, present for the last few episodes. They sort of like... Because well, you know, yeah, she she's came into the show as she's been recording with. Uh... <laughs> <She's> been recording. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, when she's with like to uh, Mr. Cazzarelli, the yeah. funeral parlor owner. She's Tommy like, Matola. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Tommy Matola looks like we're, he's going to sign us. Looks like we're getting a contract. Yeah. You're telling uh, the f- you're you're pawning this off on a funeral homeowner. I could care less. <laughs> Guy's like, like, what the fuck? Immediately puts it in a <laughs> stack of papers. It's like Jesus Christ. Um, girl. but yeah, ult- like ultimately that, that sort of unholy union, uh, plays out next season between Ralphie and, uh, and Janice doing a yep. lot of Coke in the Sopranos bathroom. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, overall good season guys. Anything Fantastic else? Fantastic season. Good. This, you know, before, Great season. before season five, uh, came out live, like this was, this was definitely my, my favorite season. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a season that it was the first season I watched live, and I think, first of all, like binge watching and then watching live week to week are two completely different experiences. There's yes. like I think when you're yeah. when you watch week to week, you're prone to be a little more disappointed because you want you put every things week to under be the like, microscope yeah. a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um, you have to wait right. for the next one, and so you're like, hey, I didn't get exactly what i wanted this episode and it's only upon like rewatches where you really start to appreciate because there's there's not that pressure of like what's gonna happen oh it's anticlimactic like now we know and can appreciate that like the anticlimax is so part of this show's dna um Mm -hmm. for a reason and uh it 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 just makes sense also eventually it's funny that it's funny the like 
Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was dude. just going to say, like, we, we, we also started getting accustomed on this show to the penultimate episode being the kind of, like, exhilarating, action-packed uh-huh. episode, right. and then sort of having the falling action set up for the next season in the finale kind of deal. Right. You know? So, like, you know, like Isabella after, in season one, after, Tony almost gets yeah, shot. I mean, Funhouse See, is the exception, right? Like, Funhouse... Is. Yeah, although Knight in White Satin Armor in season two, when Richie gets killed, I mean that still felt uh, that's really true. big right. and and, right. and huge and more shocking um, and more shocking more shocking. It, it wasn't and Pussy leading, was the bigger character. Yeah. Pussy kill off his downward spiral. You're kind of witnessing the whole season. You're kind of yeah not expecting it, but you know it's it's coming. The first yeah, time totally. I I saw Richie get killed is shocking. <laughs> shocking. Yeah, we all were. Um, but yeah, certainly like there's going forward. Well, I mean, white caps is, is probably an exception, although that's not that's like true. nobody got, there was no big whacking in that. Right. Episode, you exactly. Know? Yeah. But the marriage got whacked kind of. So, um, true. Oh, oh damn, you're right. Hey, this, you got to tune in for season four, you guys, I'm telling you, cause I'm going to bring more shit like that. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the season guys. We want to, we, do we want to, uh get into johnny the johnny the nut is he here today we can't we can if you want uh yeah i think think he's around i think i heard he was busy traveling i think he's around i I heard he was busy flying a lot yeah yeah he definitely he definitely is flying all over the place (laughs) he seems to not get sick and he seems to not care like he doesn't but that's how he doesn't wear a mask he works the best on the road so you know he says like he thinks that he had COVID in like the the sixties. <laughs> so he's like, he's wow. like, I'm I'm immune. He's patient I've negative. Been, I've been decades immune. decades of antibodies. Yeah. <laughs> oh look. Um, oh, this should be a fun one. Oh, I just got something <laughs> from Johnny the Nut. Oh, this would be great. Oh good. Oh good. Oh, good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, uh, oh, fuck, where, where, where did I put it? Um, <laughs> fuck, did what the fuck? Email it to you? Yeah, where did he, where did he, did he email it to me? You know, I got, got a lot of stuff on my desktop here. Um, okay, I found oh, good. it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's pretty, uh, self explanatory. Uh, Paul played Paul, Dave yep. played Dave, and, uh, I'll play, I'll play whatever the rest. <laughs> um, Okay. Johnny Donut loves. Oh wait. Oh, uh, excuse me. Here oh. I am. Johnny Donut. I'm, I'm here, boys. Johnny Donut loves the pod. Oh shit. Johnny Donut. Merry Christmas, everyone. As we come to a close on this awful fucking year, and the boys take forever to wrap up half the series, I decide to write a little erotic fan fiction for my favorite pod. <laughs> Here we go. Son of a bitch. Joe, the funniest one on the pod is not in the scene because he's too busy gambling and making tons of money playing online blackjack like the boss that he is. Dave enters from a run. He's super gassed. <laughs> Paul is at the mic waiting to record the pod. You're late. We said 11 a.m. Yeah, I texted. I said, let's do 11.15 a.m. I'm late, but you'll be stupid forever. Well, we better record soon because I got to do another podcast with my friends Hackoff and Masari about Dave Matthews.
spot on too real. spot on yeah i'm doing the that lame podcast with you too did you forget joe carrying a bunch of cash i guess he's in the oh, scene i guess joe is actually in the oh, scene I didn't know that. hey hey are we recording or are you two gonna suck each other's dicks oh you got real new york too joe <laughs> <laughs> Now that you discern- uh, indiscernible oh. between yeah. the two of you. Yeah. You yeah. And no, Joe's New York in this. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, now that you mention it. Yeah. Actually, kind of could go for a blowjob from a guy named Dave to get ready for my Dave Matthews pod. Mm. Wow. I should probably leave you two alone so I could win mad money at an online blackjack. Joe leaves, which is strong of him to do. <laughs> Let the two boys have their fun. You son of a bitch. Jesus. Unzip my pants, please. <laughs> Anything for you, but first let me rub my schnoz on your bald head. In the Museum of Noses, yours is the freaking Mona Lisa. <laughs> Just then, Joe enters with the army principal from the military academy scene in this ep. Stop the shit. The core. The core. Hey, guys, I got the military guy from this ep to toughen you up. But we want to suck each other's cocks. <laughs> Well, you can't, okay? You have to do that on your own time. Not on a time when we're about to record, record, record. Nice. You guys, it's about the pod, not about sucking each other off. And with that, Joe saved the pod and Christmas too (laughs) and discovered a new vaccine that cures all diseases. I'm so glad he's on the pod. We should probably rename it Joe, a Sopranos podcast. See you next year. Oh, my God. Wow. I can't believe he would. Masterpiece. He he loves me so much, Johnny the Nut. There's nowhere to go from here. I feel like. No, there's plenty. Yeah, I know. There's definitely a lot lot (laughs) of places to go from here. So, I mean, unless, no, unless we want to end it, I mean, that might have been the best. That might have been the best, Johnny the Nut. I mean, we're talking about ending things on anticlimax. Like, that's, this would be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, Johnny the Nut's been a lot, very suicidal. Are you telling me that he wants wants me to end his life? So we could kill him or we could give the fans what we want. Oh, shit. Up to the fans. If if enough fans message us, they want. They want more Johnny the Nut. If enough we'll fan, Johnny the Nut. If enough fan keeps asking for it, uh... if one fan, no, is it is it is it the one fan? Did you see the reply to to Gabrus? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Didn't some some someone replied to Gabrus like you have to come back on the pod this year, Johnny the Nut, yeah, yeah. which Gabrus would yes. love. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I think it was Rick Perry. So you know, Rick Perry. Everybody loves. Everybody likes the it's nut. It's a crowd pleaser. It's a crowd pleaser. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hey everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. It's awesome. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And here's the best part. You can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. Now to apply, just go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. And just remember that's bwhustle.com slash join. Um, yeah, so let's go on a fucking internet. Fucking internet. Last fucking internet of the season. Joe has um, his mask let's on. Let's do it. <laughs> Joe's masked right. up. This one from user. That's right. Touch rub feels. Ooh. Oh, oh. Feels appropriate right after that, oh. that nut episode. I draw that dick um, sucking. Let's see. If Tony doesn't side with Ralph at the sit down in Army of One season three, episode 13, the whole 98 pound mole thing never happens. Okay, we kind of discussed this actually. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'll, I'll move on. Uh, this one, I just wanted to say uh, touch rub feels. Uh, this one, user Esme Shoma Chie. C H I E H. Chie. Who was the Michigan basketball player Tony is reading about in the Army of One? Tony is reading in the paper about a 19-year-old Michigan basketball star who figures to go in the first round of the NBA draft as a sophomore. He notes the player died of a crack cocaine overdose. Sounds sort of like the Len Bias story, but it's not him. Was this a real player or fictional? Suppose it was a player around the early 2000s because it's season three. Let's hear it, sports boys. I thought it was like just, it was Um, like Len Bias. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. He, he was a guy who was, uh, he was going to be a very, very good player. He was drafted mm. by the Celtics, and then uh, he died of a cocaine overdose. Um, that sounds exact. Around that time? It, it was 90s. No. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, right? It was like early 90s, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, But I think, because I think they're just reading the paper, he's and he's just up. like, yeah, he's making it up. Uh, yeah. I think he's make, I think he's using that story because Carmela doesn't know it probably. Right. Yeah. And um and he's just like using it as a like, you know, 
Yeah. He, he, just, he's just, like warming just, her up for the news he knows she's going to get about Jackie Jr. Right. Yeah. And also just deflecting like any sort of like, you know, thoughts she may have about his involvement yeah. with Jackie Jr. Yeah. I think I, I, that's what I mean. That could be it, it could also be not true. Right. But no, I think I think you're right. Spells. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Tony to do something. No, like that's, that. I think I that's think always absolutely right. Yeah, that's always been my feeling because it, it seems too on the nose, you know. Mm -hmm. Right, a little convenient. Right. Yeah, a little convenient. Um, this one from Friar Friary, Army of One question. How does Jackie Jr. end up going into hiding in the projects? Who set that up? Is that why everyone seems to know he's there? It's How do you guys dude, think he It's that dude it who there? also ends up being a pallbearer. You notice that? I know, right? I saw that. Oh, Wait, wow. The, like, the dude that was a good like, touch. Your Guido friends will never find you here. He's then like oh. one of the lead pallbearers at the uh, funeral. Oh, He's in the front, in yeah, the front. carrying him. You know, it was, it was a friend. Yeah. It was just like a little one, another one of his jerk off friends, and then yeah. uh, probably who's not Italian, who's not like also worst you know. delivered line. It's, it's awful. Yeah, like that was terrible. Yeah. Um, he's like, I gotta, I gotta get uh Brian, uh Brian O'Callahan to uh <laughs> to help me out. So he calls him, and then he's like, Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be a Paul Bearer. Right. right. Um. <laughs> So wait, do you think it was that guy who ratted him out where he was too? Um, well, I don't know. I, I, no. I, maybe not, but I it does seem like maybe I just noticed it more on this rewatch, but it seems like they make a point of you seeing that he's carrying, you know, there's so much like hypocrisy like exposed mm. throughout the series. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like maybe he was the one and now he's the fucking pallbearer, you know, like one of yeah, the pallbearers. It's true. You know. Yeah. So I, I it's think true. it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, I think I think maybe even the writers don't know the answer. They just probably right. wanted to yeah. hint at that. Of course, like so. if we learn anything from David Chase, like he right. wants to keep everything as ambiguous as possible. So true. Um, but you know that kid, that kid would definitely like feel bad, and then like you know to get some of the take some of the blame off of himself, he would be like, oh yeah, I'll be a Paul Bear. <laughs> yeah. Right. Showing the hypocrisy. Right. Yeah. For yeah. sure. But yeah. anybody will do like anything for fucking bonus points with the Soprano crew. It's like, yeah, know, true. I mean, that's true. Um, this one from user Irish eyes, KBL 6 I've never understood where Vito was or better yet could have been hiding just before he appears seemingly out of nowhere and pops Jackie Jr. <laughs> in the army of one. It doesn't add up. A, it's broad daylight on a narrow street and up a steep hill. B, Vito ain't exactly a small guy. Uh, it's a fair point. Fair. He's, like, he's in the snow. Yeah, yeah. He's in like a, like like a snow bank. He's pretending to be a snowman. He's got like the carrot in his mouth and the buttons in his eyes. And like... <laughs> yeah, You didn't see that? Irish eyes, KBL 6 Come on. Uh, <laughs> Jackie Jr. is like, whoa, is that a snowman? I, I guess snowman looks real. Whoa. Yeah, someone didn't take down their Christmas decoration. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of movie magic, guy. Like yeah. we, like they cheat it a little bit to to for the element of surprise. Uh, forgivable, I think. Mm. Uh, but you know, or, or maybe Joe Genescoli uh, kept fucking toppling down that hill, and they just needed to like get him there. Right. So. Right. Um. Anyway, this one from user Sopranos99. Ooh, an OG. Why did Ralphie change his mind about giving Jackie Jr. a pass? After Jackie goes into hiding following the botched robbery of Eugene's card game with Carlo and Dino, Ralphie tells Tony he wants to give him a pass. 
He then seems to stall, and Tony has to remind him to make a decision in a timely fashion. Later, we see Jackie Jr. whacked by big Vito Spadafore. What led to Ralphie changing his mind? It's a pain in the ass. I mean, well, I, I also think he always sort of knew how it was going to end up. And, right. and He just and, didn't want to be the one but, to make the call. Yeah, he was he was avoiding that call, and that was his hesitation, because it is hard. And they do sort of like, I mean, as fucked up in the head as he is, like, they don't they don't make Ralphie because he could have casually been like, yeah, this kid's got to go. But he does have some sort of moral quandary with killing his uh, his girlfriend's son. But he also he, clearly like wants to make a clean break from Rosalie at this point, too. Well, it's because like, he doesn't want to have to deal with a grieving woman right. as his as that's that's entirely selfish on his part, yeah. too. But I think I think Tony didn't really give him a choice. Like Tony, like that scene in the last episode is one of my favorite scenes where he's where he's like laying it down for for Ralphie, mm-hmm. where he's like he's like don't care about what other people say behind your back. They can't say to your face. Like right. letting him know like people are gonna be fucking talking about you if you don't do the the right thing here and take care of this kid. Also, right? when like when he uh, when Ralphie says uh, I've been on my Gumars all night. Do you think he was at Janice's? Could have been, yeah. At this point, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's like the first time they were just like, she's like sitting in his fucking lap at Vesuvio. Like, Uh, (laughs) didn't he and Aaron Arkaway have to fight, fist fight for (laughs) Janice's love? Oh, God. The weird sex those three (laughs) probably. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Johnny the Nut, if if he gets voted back by the fans. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, Oh, shit. It should have been, he should have, he should have wrote that. Yeah, seriously. Uh, okay, this uh, from user Ariel755. Unnecessary scenes. There are certain scenes in the show that after I see them, I just sort of wonder why they are there. Do you guys have, have any you feel that way about? Here are mine. One, Uncle Junior singing for what feels like too long at the end of Army of One. Uh, two, Artie cooking the rabbit. Three, Fran Felstein singing. Oh God! The rabbit scene is great. For Tony waking up at the Bing after killing Ralphie, yelling for Christopher who's not there, walking out the back door, and the episode just ending. And five, Tony doing drugs in Vegas. Uh, The weird, the (laughs) what? what? It's a weird list. I mean, unnecessary. I I don't. I don't know that. Like, uh, everything's unnecessary. What the fuck is necessary? Right? Like, who's Rand Feldstein? Is uh, uh, that whole storyline? I could do without. But it's like purposefully Every, everybody cringeful. hates that. Like they did yeah. that moment, like and to oh, great sure. effect. <laughs> True. Making people uncomfortable. Right. Uh, right. Do I wish I'd never seen it? Maybe. <laughs> but uh, uh, the weird I wipe. Get, I get it within the context of the episode. The weird um, wipe uh, when um, uh, Carmela. Fe- yeah. Carmela's people- at the school. That that always sticks in my mind because it's, it's so always very jarring. strange. I mean, that's the first one people people think of, but. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people hate I mean, the, the you got out a suitcase uh, scene from season uh, five with Meadow and Finn. I, I would say maybe <laughs> that's like unnecessarily drawn out. But it's um, a very real like college relationship real, yeah. argument. <laughs> oh, for right. sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, this, the, 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 I don't like the ending of season three. I still don't like it. I get it, but I don't really, I don't, I, it's definitely like, you know, you wish it was something different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from the start, though, 
season three was a little bit hobbled just because they lost Nancy Nancy Marchand when they had written like the Mm. first few episodes or whatever. So they had to go back and rewrite and, and that changes the whole arc of the season. Right. Sure. And where you start, where you end. But anyway, um, had to be especially, I guess it makes sense what it is. It's sort of setting, setting up more stuff for season four. For sure. Had to be especially hard for David Chase because on Talking Sopranos, um, which listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode uh, with David Chase, it's it, the interview with him is fantastic. I was like the it's whole great. time I was like, I can't believe he's doing this because he hates this shit. Um, yeah. And he seemed to actually really enjoy it, like as much as yeah. he can enjoy things. Uh, right. <laughs> um, Just listen to that one Jim, one app. Like, don't, don't listen, listen anymore. To don't listen when listen they're covering. To this, listen to this podcast. Don't listen to actually, them cover uh, actual episodes. Just listen to that shit. <laughs> Um, Let's, but no, uh, can but, we but, can we just like take the David Chase interview and, and splice uh, our voices in asking the questions instead of yeah, yeah. Uh, Imperioli and Steve Sharipa? Actually, really funny. Should we we'll do our interview with David Chase? I'll cut this. I'll cut this out, and we'll just do it. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. No, but he um, but he said that the two people, like his two favorite characters to write for, were Dominic Chinis and uh, and Nancy Marchand were the two right. people he enjoyed most. So yeah, it had to be uh, really rough. Um, even though she was getting old and she was sick, like it had to be really yeah. rough for him and the writing staff to just start over. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think they did because a, that's what that was. That was like the job. heart of the show was yeah. Tony, Tony and Livia right. at its outset. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got for fucking internet guys. That's a good place then. Yeah. Good season. Great season. Great season. Uh, really enjoyed it. Hey. Now, uh, now we really, really get going into season four. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. Oh baby. Uh, next up, we got for all debts, public and private. Great stuff. Um, we get a lot of great fucking Johnny Sack and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The- season four is really where the the New York storylines uh, sort of start to intertwine with the Sopranos, and everybody's like, for the next three seasons, they're like. Think a war is coming. Think, <laughs> yep. right? Like yep. you remember, like I mean, when it was airing, it was like it's gonna be a fucking war between New York and New Jersey. Tony's crew versus uh, Johnny's crew. Like, yeah, it's smart. And, and then they and make you wait till the last episode. until like the second to last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, um, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good, good stuff, stuff ahead. Uh, thank you as always. Uh, we've gotten some new listeners in the last uh, few weeks, so. Welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can always email us at osopranospod at gmail.com. Please give us a follow uh, at osopranospod on Instagram and Twitter. You know, we post the episodes, but, you know, we also throw out those memes for you guys. You know, we're, we're like, you know, we're like time immemorial Sopranos Graham light, you know, like really light, really, really light. Um, Give us a, uh, a little subscribe, uh, a little five-star review goes a long way. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. Be safe. Be smart. Hey. And uh, we'll see you guys in the new year with season four. Until next time. Oh. 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 Oh.
Hey there, I'm Brandon Kelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, visit WeFunder.com slash BlueWire.